Good morning, Misfits. You are tuning in to episode two of the Misfit Project. I am your host, Drew Crandall. And I, I can't really say as always, but so far across from me still, Ted Bonifant. Ted, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. I think uh, our setting right now is pretty perfect for this episode. Yeah, it's really outstanding. We're sitting on my back deck. Um, I sort of live in the middle of the woods. I'm only 20 minutes outside of the city. I know for a lot of people, Portland, Maine, city. Not necessarily, but for us, Portland, Maine is a city. Yeah, it's um, like a mini city. Yeah. So I feel like I'm essentially out in the middle of nowhere, but still close enough to be able to do my thing, which is nice. So we've got the leaves are changing all around us. There's some some uh, knowledge about sunshine coming up in this episode, and the sun's beating down on us, so pretty perfect. Um, so this is sort of episode two. Um, we, we did the first episode and the point of it was, if you haven't heard it yet, the point of it was to get across why we're doing this, um, and sort of just a little intro as to what it is. So now we're in week one of six weeks of explaining this sort of concept of all of these things working together, um, to help you change your life and, I went back and forth a lot with whether the tribes episode should be first week one or week six. If you take a look at our logo, if you're on iTunes or our website, if you take a look at our logo, you'll notice that there are sort of like two foundational steps at the bottom. There are three pillars and then the three pillars are holding something up and and that thing is you. Um, But all around it is sort of a, tribal web kind of looking thing. And that's because I believe this concept is the glue that holds all of it together. So I think we probably could have gotten more people to listen if episode one was about sleep because it's a pretty hot topic right now. Yep. Um, but that's going to be episode two or episode three. Um, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find yep. out. So essentially... For this to work as well as it possibly can, I believe that this is the order that we should have this in. So, what what are, what are we talking about? What what is what is this tribes thing? Um, it's the name that we're giving to the concept of taking a look back at our ancestry and looking at how much more they spent time together time together where they weren't necessarily locked into an iPhone or Netflix. They were conversing with each other. And then that coupled with being outside a little bit more, which is obviously another thing that's going on with our society. We are outside less and less. We're, you know, having these meaningful personal relationships less and less. Um, And what's really cool about, you know, my firm belief that personal relationships and being outside are potentially the most important thing that you can do for your health is there's science behind it that we're going to be able to get into. That's a really big part of the, the Misfit Project is this idea of being able to connect with you guys so that you intuitively understand, you know, on your own what these things can do for you. But also if you're having a tough time with it because some of it maybe has that woo-woo feel to it, that there is science behind it. 
and science is growing and changing and becoming so powerful that these studies can actually help us make this connection or help me convince you or help you convince somebody else in your life when you're trying to make a change. The concept of trying to make a change in your life when you're doing it by yourself um, is something that almost everyone has had to deal with. Ted, I assume you've, you know, the one that comes to mind the easiest is either, you know, the sleep or the diet. Have you tried to accomplish something only to have the people closest to you make it a little bit more challenging because they either are not into it or maybe making fun of you, like just that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, one of, one of the biggest things for me was the sleep aspect and the person that I share my bed with, my wife, she's not a big sleeper. So she'd be up until three or four in the morning sitting on her phone and we, we clash a little bit cause I'm trying to avoid doing that, like very right. specifically avoid doing that. Um, and you know, well, I'll get her on board eventually, but yeah, yeah, definitely. There's that challenge of I'm trying to do this to better myself and you don't want to get very preachy on other people, right. but you want to leave these inklings of like, hey, this is why I'm doing it. Maybe consider it. Um, but, you know, the support's there. Yeah. The action just may not. Right. Be. And and we've all been there. We've all, you know, for me, I'm allergic to so many damn things yep. that I get made fun of on a regular basis. And a lot of that actually is just a joke. But sometimes when we evaluate why people make those statements, which is hard to do in real time, we realize that they probably want to make changes, don't necessarily know how, maybe can't convince themselves to do it. You have to be the person that says, well, I did change my sleep and you've noticed the changes in me personally. So, you know, that's how you can maybe start to get the ball rolling. For sure. And breaking that routine is tough. If you're set in a way that you're used to, you know, you're used to approaching life in a certain way, breaking that path is not only tough, but it can be scary. You're not sure how it's going to affect you. You're not sure how or if you're going to be able to do it. Absolutely. So then we look at, we just flip this kind of in the opposite direction. And we know that, you know, a lot of gyms do nutrition challenges and they're much easier when there are other people doing it with you and you have this little support group and maybe you do go out to dinner, but you go out to dinner together and maybe only one of 10 people is off in the corner making fun of you, you know, drinking a drink or doing whatever. So it's not that, it's not that, you know, we can't do these things because other people are, you know, maybe putting us down or dealing with their own stuff. Um, we have to look at it through the lens of having other people for accountability is super important. And you can start that by doing that for other people. And you can, again, kind of just create this concept of, you know, you help them, they help you, you help more people, they help you. And then what was once your weird new behavior um, it becomes a little bit more normal for the people around you because they've seen the benefit from from it. And then it may, just makes it easier to make changes. Yeah, definitely. That accountability is huge too when you're yeah. trying to make changes. Super important piece. So before we get into specifics here, I, I want to let everybody know that a lot of what we're going to be looking at over the course of the next six weeks and beyond is the concept of ancestral health. Um, ancestral health is controversial, but only because people like controversy. <laughs> People really like to take a look at something new that 
challenges the status quo and go after it. If we look at it through the lens of how I personally look at it and how I hope you guys can start to look at it over time is we are currently in an epidemic of cancer and obesity, depression, um, mental illness, all of these different things. This is no secret to anyone. And we didn't used to have these things at the rate that we have them today. So that would mean that at some point, if we went backwards, something was probably different about us, about our relationships, about the world, about our food, whatever it is. Um, And that's really what we're going after. That's really what we're trying to look at. I'm well aware that modern medicine and electricity and choosing to live indoors has helped us live a little bit longer. But if we're living a little bit longer because of those things, but we're not healthy, I'm not really sure how important that is anyways. Um, it's So the ancestral health concept, and, and if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, the buzzword would be for food would be paleo, eating paleo. You know, did the caveman eat bread? I say who cares? Um, I say who cares because what I want to do is take those concepts of what did we used to do and does science show us which parts of it worked better and combine it with what's going on today. I'm not going to ask you guys to move out into the middle of nowhere, throw your cell phones away, do all these different things. How can we take these concepts, mix them with the society that we have today, and then have a better outcome? So again, I believe that the controversy is just there because it's in human nature to have talking points and arguments and you know, part of it has to do with sales. Someone's trying to sell something and someone feels like, screw you, you're trying to sell me something. So, you know, take, keep your paleo stuff. I don't need your paleo bread or your, you know, salad dressing or whatever it is. Paleo bread. Yeah. Oh. That's a thing. That's, that's that, so that is a thing. Huh? Yeah, it does. So one of the biggest points that I hope to make in this podcast is choosing your tribe, choosing the people that you decide to have around you. And that's what's great, again, about combining this concept of how we used to be and how we are now. We can audit our relationships now and choose who we want to be around. And that's not to say that if there is a negative relationship that you shouldn't try to fix it first. Um, a A lot of that stuff could be you. Um, and not just the other person, but you really do, you know, I assume, I don't know all that much about, um, you know, other than like killing them, how they like got rid of someone in a tribe way back. Like I'm talking way back. Um, I just got back from vacation in Hawaii and the stories of how the tribes were out there. You know, if you did the wrong thing, you had to jump off the cliff to your death yourself and a lot of crazy stuff. I think it would be great if we could implement laws like that in modern times. Well, so people that I'd like to see jump off a cliff. (laughs) The modern version is choosing to just not be around that person anymore. Yep. Back then, I'm not sure if you could just banish someone, if you could go find a new tribe. I don't really know. But what I do know is now we actually get to choose our tribe and evolutionary biology 
tells us that we evolved in groups and developed these reward systems with chemical associations with our brain to make sure that we were well-protected, well-fed, that we could procreate. So our biology is wired and will not change for a very, very, very long time, and hopefully it doesn't change, to want to be around other people on a regular basis in this sort of tribe. And what's really cool is science, you know, past the evolutionary biology where, you know, the biologists and the anthropologists are trying to figure out what was going on and why we are the way we are. Um, There was one study that examined data from more than 300,000 people that found that lack of meaningful relationship increased the risk of premature death from all causes by 50%. Wow, that's significant. 50%. Now, let's take a look at those numbers associated with obesity, a completely sedentary lifestyle, and smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Studies show that those deaths are less than 50%. So we're saying that lack of meaningful relationships has a more positive effect or negative effect, depending on how you choose to look at it, than being obese, being completely physically inactive, and smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. It's insane that those numbers exist and that nobody talks about it. Yeah. Over 300,000 people in that study. You hear people talk about smoking cigarettes and obesity all the time, always, everywhere. But nobody, with very few exceptions, inspects this meaningful relationship angle yeah so that's that's that piece of of choosing the relationships it's it's great to have that tribe but you have to make sure that these relationships are ones that you want to be in and that they're actually meaningful and there's again there's just two ways to look at that number one it's terrifying so there's that scare tactic some people are motivated that way sure some people are motivated by this concept of like oh man, I'm, I might die just from being lonely. Uh, that's not good. I need to figure this out. Or we can talk about that low barrier to entry that I really want for you guys. That's pretty easy. Yeah. That's pretty easy. If, if we're putting, if we're putting the barrier to entry on all this different stuff, you know, what's more valuable? Is it your money? Is it your time? You know, there's an argument there for all these different things, but when, you stop and say, I can make a profound change in my life and my health by making sure that I care about these relationships and I get rid of the ones that I probably shouldn't have, that I can become that much more healthy. I mean, that's, it's very powerful and it should be exciting for a lot of people, depending on which side of the motivation you want to choose. Yeah. I don't think it matters too much which side you want to choose. It's powerful and it's free. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to pay to cut someone off or include somebody more in your life. Like you you don't have to pay for that. No, you don't. You also don't have to pay for topic number two, sunshine. Yeah. So there, there is so much science behind this and it's almost a problem. It's a good problem to have, but when I'm combing through hundreds of studies and they're all saying similar super incredibly powerful things part of me just wants to say that vitamin d3 regulates upwards of a thousand genes in your body and if you get 10 to 20 minutes of direct sunshine between 10 a.m and 3 p.m 
you can completely change your life, completely change your health. Wow. That's, you know, and, and again, one thing that, one thing that I really want to do with this podcast is make sure that you guys have reference to some of the stuff that I'm talking about. So at the very least for the first six episodes, there's going to be a blog post that goes with it. And then after that, whether it's a blog post or whether we just make sure that in the show notes that you guys get to click and go through to these studies, if you want to check them out, that's fine. But if we look at again, you know, I'm, I'm always doing this because I realize that motivation is different for different people. Lack of sunshine leads to depression, breast cancer, high blood pressure, heart disease, arthritis, dot, 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 etc. Yeah. Lack of sunshine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and us being here in the Northeast, it's a little bit easier for us to, to really see that like tangibly. You take a person from Texas and you move them to Maine for the duration of the winter attitudes change drastically during those four to six months of short days cold weather being inside because when it's negative six degrees outside even if the sun is shining you don't really want to spend a lot of time out there no it's not comfortable to do so so that that's a very tangible thing that we specifically here in the northeast see and that's that intuitive piece that i talk about so the science is great but feeling something on your own understanding it that to me is really once the science convinces you to try it, I think that intuitive piece of giving something a chance for long enough, you know, not bashing it, not laughing at it, not making fun of it, but just trying it, trying it on your own and being like, wow, I feel different right now than I did before, whether it's positive, whether it's negative. And that actually reminds me of a, of a study that we can put in the show notes is um, there's a, a map of prevalence of breast cancer and where there's more sunshine the map, I mean, it's it's as obvious as can be. Wow. You go to these places where there's less sunshine. There's, you know, it's either we're not as close to the sun or it's the positioning of it or it's how long it's out per day. But this concept of if you look at that map, you can easily draw that correlation. Um, you know, that can be that can be something that's tough to look at if you live in one of those areas. But what's good about it is you can still get that sunshine, get yourself a jacket get outside. If you really adopt a lot of this stuff that we're trying to put out there, um, you're not going to want to give up that part of your routine. Once the winter rolls around, you're just going to go buy yourself a nicer jacket and some gloves and, and, you know, get outside, you know, you know, with friends or with a dog or whatever it is. Um, so now let's flip it to the other side. Healthy diet of sunshine increases testosterone, dopamine, and immune function. Um, that's not to say that, again, I said uh, upwards of 1,000 different genes. But to me, that concept of, you know, specifically for males, but not just for males, that testosterone piece, um, that's a big part of that seasonal depression, you know, that we see, you know, those mood changes. Testosterone is, you know, that life force for the male, if we really take it back to ancestral health and, you know, what we're wired to do to, you know, to protect and procreate and, you know, be active and all these things, super important. The dopamine and serotonin, we're talking about feel-good hormones. We're talking about um, the ability to actually create these tribes because if, you know, if we're depressed and we're staying in that negative feedback loop of, 
I don't want to go outside. I don't want to hang out with people. I don't want to do anything. And a lot of times you really believe that that's true. You get into that like funk, that like mindset of this is my opinion. I'm just antisocial or I'm just whatever. Um, That is literally the chemicals in your brain sort of playing tricks on you a little bit. And you kind of dig that hole a little bit further. So that would be why connecting these pieces of making sure that you're around people so you can let yourself know that if you're choosing the right people that you do like to be around them and then actually getting outside so that we can, you know, put these things together. We can create these, you know, things that move together and then immune function. Um, I mean, that's probably a whole separate podcast all on its own. People are, are well aware. Um, most people are well aware of, of how important it is to help have a healthy immune system, healthy immune function, and it's not just the fact that it's either cold or warm. It's the actual sun itself that's that's going to help. You know, a lot of people don't get as sick during the summer because they're outside more, but it's not just it's warmer. Like, sure. I have a cold and it being cold, not the same thing. No, no, yeah. different. Not the same thing at all. So you guys will have links to some of these studies if you want to dig further, but the concept really is it is so easy and so free to get outside and get direct sunlight 10 to 20 minutes between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. So you're saying that if I spend time with people I enjoy Mm -hmm. and go out in the sunlight, my life expectancy can increase? By much more than you could even imagine. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. And as we start to talk more about this, dopamine, serotonin turns into melatonin. It's a strong piece of why this episode probably comes before sleep. There's this like order of things as we go through that's really important for setting ourselves up hormonally to be able to take on new challenges. Um, If we don't do that, if we have these really bad hormonal imbalances. The easiest way to put it is life is much more challenging. So taking on yep. these new behaviors and attitudes and exercise and nutrition and, you know, personalizing your own situation, not so easy if, if you know, all this stuff isn't present. So the last, the last piece, the last concept of this episode is more of an ask. Spending time with people, getting a little bit of sunshine. You can get sunshine in a city. You can get sunshine anywhere, yep. essentially. And if you can't, there will, there will be plenty more episodes about this, and we'll talk about, you know, getting yourself a, a blue light or something like that. Those those help a lot with, you know, seasonal depression. We'll do an entire episode on that to make sure that everybody, you know, knows what they can do. Um We'll have plenty of listeners in the Northeast. We'll have listeners in Iceland. We'll have listeners in places where there's not much. Sun. There's not a lot of sun for a lot of the year. For a lot of the year. Yeah. So we'll talk about what we can do about that. Aside from getting yourself a nice jacket, a hat, get getting outside. Um. So we need to actually get outside. The real outside. The outside that we are. 10 feet from right now. Um, I, I thought about the concept of, of bringing in the pollution aspect to this, but I didn't want to get too far outside for episode two. That's sort of episode one. Yeah. 
Um, we're going to keep it really simple, but there is a very big difference for a bunch of different reasons. And I'm going to highlight one specifically here in a second, why being in the woods, being in the true outdoors with trees is different than being in what we call the concrete jungle. Ooh. They're two very different things. So in the magical world of this podcast, you've already made these changes in your personal relationships and you've started to get outside a little bit more. And I'm hoping that getting outside might take you from your porch in the city or the window to a bench, your stoop, to a bench, to a bench in the park. You know, we're starting to make this transition to maybe I do like it outside. I just got to make sure I'm not freezing or I'm not covered in mud. They're just people that, that think because they haven't really been there that they don't like being outside. And I get that. I understand. It's a little hard for me to understand, but I understand it because I've made these changes personally. Sure. Yeah. So let's combine the two. Let's go outside with people. Let's plan a trip. Let's try to motivate each other to, I'm lucky enough that I could say, hey, Ted, once we're done this podcast, there are walking trails across the street from my house. Uh, that's very easy. Low barrier to entry. If you live in a city or if you live somewhere where you don't really know what to do, um, let's get those first two things nailed down. But once you do that and once you start to see the changes, that's what I'm saying be the one in your group that says, let's go for a hike. Let's go find these walking trails that are just outside of where we're at. Let's get outside. Here comes the third mind-blowing piece of the podcast. There is something in your innate immune system. It's a type of white blood cell called the natural killer cell. Uh, Typically, it's referred to as NK cells. There was a study done in a group of males where a group of them, a large group of them walked in the forest every day and a large group of them walked in the city every day. Now these natural killer cells have, they play a profound role in the rejection of tumors, tumors, important. Yeah. And viral infections, the cold flu. When we get beat up, we can let, things that are much worse than the cold and flu into our system when things aren't working properly. So the rejection of tumors and viral infections. The group that walked in the woods had a profound increase in NK cell activity within their body for seven days after walking in the woods. They held that for seven days. The group that walked in the city, nada. Now no what's change. no change in huh. in in that specifically sure what I don't want to do is discourage people from walking in the city the the studies on walking alone in terms of your mood in terms of memory recall in ten, terms of resetting in terms of the episode that comes after sleep in the misfit project podcast <laughs> um, that's there that will be there so we don't want to discourage that and Once this study was done, they wanted to make sure, um, you know, science is all about repeatability. If you do not, if someone else can't repeat your results in a study, then the scientific community considers it. Doesn't, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. An outlier. 
This study was repeated with females and the effect was even greater. So they did the same thing. They took females, had them walk in the woods versus walking in the city, and the NK cell activity was even higher than the males. And the males was, was profound. This was, this was a really big deal. When the study was released, they did it with females. It was even higher. So walking in the woods. And there's, there's concepts about the pollution aspect. There's concepts about, I really don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it, essential oils. It's something about something that's released through the trees. Okay. Um, the air that you're breathing. Stuff yeah. that we used to take in on a very regular basis that now we've swapped out with a tailpipe, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So we can understand how these things would be different. And what we don't want to do is say, you know, I'm an essential oil salesman now. Uh, you know, I, I'm in a pyramid scheme and I'm selling essential oils. No, we have these massive forms of contrast where we used to be outside all the time in a non-urban environment. And now we are inside all of the time around cars, around all these different things that create pollution. And when we look at it through that lens, we can understand how one could be much healthier than the other. Sure. It's yeah. not like a huge stretch. Yeah. And you've got to think too, walking in the woods versus walking in the city, there's so much more input, visual, sound. There's so much more stressors when you're walking in the Absolutely. city. Absolutely. You have to make sure you don't get run over by a car. You have to make sure that, you know, that dude's not going to punch you for walking by his cardboard box too close. When you're in the woods, it's uh, there's a lot less input as far as as danger and stressors would be concerned. And you can understand how things would work better. Just standard processes that maybe don't seem so standard anymore, but used to be when you're when you're dealing with stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, trees literally like create the air that we breathe. So if you're walking around a bunch of air machines instead of a bunch of you know pollution machines exactly which are the cars and the buildings and all of that it makes total sense so to recap what we're asking is very simple in concept doesn't really cost you any money um but i can understand how and why it would be challenging to get started and i really hope that some of the stuff that I use in here is convincing for you guys, is motivating for you guys, and sharing this with someone and trying to tackle it with them, with their support, with your support for them, is going to make this much easier. And that's really why we're calling this concept Tribes. Um, there is one piece uh, that will be a part of most episodes. Um, it's something, it's a little phrase that we put on a mug that we did for Sharpen the Axe is don't talk about it, be about it. In the information age, it is very easy to get a ton of awesome information and then not use it because it's so constant to be like, I found out this cool new fact and I found out this cool new fact and I read this book and I listened to this podcast and I watched this TV show and this documentary and all of this different information and then really find it interesting and really be excited that you get to drop this knowledge bomb on someone while you're out to dinner and make yourself sound cool. But actually doing something about it and actually using it is 
a big part of what we're trying to accomplish here. So don't talk about it. Be about it. Make it it. a part of your life. It will make a change. It will help make changes in people that you want to see uh, improve their personal health. It really goes all just really mixes well together. It helps you. It helps them. Um, I can't really think of something that would be more important than improving your own personal health and the, you know, the personal health of the people that you care about. Yeah, definitely. When it all boils down to it, that, that really is the goal of what we're trying to do in this podcast. It's also going to make it easier to, to motivate if you're helping the people around you, you know, it's really easy to step out your front door and just go take a walk by yourself. But if you got to meet somebody and it's, there's even more incentive to go. Absolutely. So if you guys found any of the information on this podcast useful, um, please share it, share it, send a, send a link to somebody, um, make it possible for us to continue doing this, to continue to give you guys free information. Um, and again, I really, I'm not just saying this, I don't share it until it does something for you. I, I want you guys to, to really circling back and just keep talking about the don't talk about it, be about it. But like, I want this to make a change for you so that you can help me convince other people. So once I've convinced you, once you've made a change, please share the podcast. It would be super helpful for us. Um, next week on the Misfit Project, we are going to be taking a deep dive into sleep. And sleep is a very hot topic right now. And I'm really excited about that because when I started giving sleep advice, it wasn't that hot of a topic. And it, a lot of people wanted me to stop giving them that advice. So the fact that it's a little bit more popular right now doesn't turn me off to it at all. It helps me. Um, I think that's it. Uh, We want to let people know where we can find those show notes. The website is Mm -hmm. misfitproject.com. We've got the Misfit Project on Facebook as well. Uh, YouTube and Instagram forthcoming. Yes. The... uh, you can find us on iTunes. You guys can find us on iTunes. The hashtag um, that I would like you guys to use so that we can find you, repost, all that stuff is hashtag the Misfit Project. And then if it's related to this specifically, we're using hashtag TMP Tribes. So the Misfit Project Tribes. Cool. Throw those out there so that we can you know, start to get to know each other, um, really make this community happen. We will see you guys next week for week two of the six-week course here, sleep episode. See you then. See you guys.